0: Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell O'Gaga, brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. It's amazing how. Because of what we want in life, sometimes we can be ungrateful for what God has done. Amen? You know, sometimes when we do not achieve the things we want to achieve, and it's almost looking like life is not happening. But all it takes to be a grateful person is to remember. You know, many times in the scripture, the Bible talks about remember and if god t- tells you about remember it is because the human nature has the tendency to forget so you have to remember you have to call to mind so it's something you should do once in a while to remember the things that god has done for you this morning i want to share very briefly on what i call how to truly have a great year so i will it this morning and i'll finish next sunday how to have a great year also to how to truly have a great year i i'm very particular about words because i think that words convey the very heart of a person so when i say how to truly have a great year the emphasis is on the word truly because you know most times people just especially for some of us Christians, we just assume that immediately we we'll get into the next year, then everything is going to be fine. Alright? We just have that expectation. And what I found out is that sometimes it doesn't work that way. The reason is because if you carry on your habits... Of this year into next year, and those habits are not positive habits. What you will have is recycled foolishness. What that means is that you did something this year, and you go into next year, and you recycle it, and you are thinking that because of that, what's gonna happen? You're gonna experience a new year. A new year is not just going to give you new things if you don't make some adjustments. So this morning, I want to be very, very practical on how you can truly have a great year. Okay? So, let's go to, I'm going to use two translations of the Bible. Let's read uh, Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3 to 4. I'm going to use the living Bible. And then I'll get to the message translation. I think I have a living Bible there. Thank you. An enterprise is built by wise planning. Everybody say wise planning. I can hear you say wise planning. So write the word wise planning down. Don't write the word planning. Write wise planning. Okay? Not just planning, but what? Wise planning. Wise planning. An enterprise is built by wise planning becomes strong through common sense. So write the word common sense down. Common sense. Let's write the word common sense. So, an enterprise is built by wise planning, becomes strong through common sense. So I want you to write the word wise planning. Then the next word I want you to write is common sense. And profits wonderfully well By keeping abreast of the facts So I wanted to note three words What's the first word? Wise planning What's the second word? What's the third word? Facts Write the word facts Wise planning Common sense or common sense You understand that? <laughs> and then facts Faith is not against facts faith changes facts so for instance you're earning ten thousand and you're saying i'm not poor i'm rich 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 yes we agree with you but how much do you have in your account ten thousand you don't plan by your confession you plan by what you have in your balance That's the common sense there. So faith is not presumption. Now I'm going to read the message translation. It stops, I think I put a certain verse where it stops here, but I'm going to continue so you don't have that on the slide. It takes wisdom to build a house. It takes wisdom to build a house. and understanding to set it on a firm foundation. It takes knowledge to furnish its rooms with fine furnishers and beautiful draperies. But this is the verse I like, which we don't have there. 5 to 6. It is better to be wise than strong. Intelligence outranks muscle any day. I want you to note that word. Intelligence outranks muscle any day. So let's bring it to, well let me finish up this now strategic planning is the key to warfare to win you need a lot of good counsel so two things i want us to take from the uh message translation five and six is that intelligence rank's muscle so i want you to write that down intelligence outranks muscle now you know some people get into the year and all they want to do is just hustle hustle want to work they're everywhere a lot of energy but zero intelligence so the bible says intelligence outruns muscle then it says write this down strategic planning is the key to warfare in fact when jesus talks about spiritual warfare he says if you want to go into a battle you must first sit down and count what you have you know most times when we don't want to go into a next, uh, 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 another year like this most of the things we do is which is fantastic you should do that a lot of people spend time praying some even spend time praying at midnight some spend time praying early in the morning morning dew morning fresh <laughs> midnight battle whatever but one of the things they refuse to do is to plan strategically god is not against plans if you involve him in your plans So what are the 10 things that you you can do to truly make sure that the year you are entering will be one of the best years you've ever experienced? Number one, you must pay attention to your relationship with God. The first thing, the first thing, you must evaluate yourself. You must think, how did you relate with God this year? What was your relationship with God like? You cannot have a better year if you do not have an improved relationship with God. This takes into cognizance your response to the word. Did you spend time with the word of God this year? Did you did you, did you even win a soul this year? Did you preach the gospel to someone? Did you get someone involved in church? Did you disciple anyone? These are questions you should sit down and ask yourself because your your response to these questions will determine how the year that you're entering is going to be like. Your relationship with God. Can you say your relationship with God is where it should be? The one question I ask myself is, if every Christian was like you, is the world going to be a better place? you know sometimes i see people and say pastor i don't have time to be in church i'm so busy and i say hey if every church member was like you are we going to have a great church if every church member was giving like you are we going to have enough money to do god's work if every church member was coming the way you come to church are we going to have workers in the church if you were the only person in this church can we say we have a great church number one you have to think of your relationship with god everything revolves around god don't just use him to get into the next year and do what you want Deepen in your relationship with god spend more time with the Word. spend more time praying spend more time working with the father hearing the voice of god so number one your relationship with god number two your relationship with people if you're going to have a great year you must learn how to relate to people I want to show you a scripture a very popular scripture go to luke chapter 6 and verse 38 luke chapter 6 and verse 38 i want to show you something there luke chapter 6 and verse 38 no son use the uh yeah thank you give and it will be given to you good measure pressed down shaking together and running over you know that's the aspect we really like but this is the line i want you to pay attention to this morning will be put into your bosom for with the same measure that you use back it will measure back to you now the king james version says that god will cause men to give to you that means your harvest is determined by men planned by God but the channel through which God is going to bring your harvest to you is through men so let me give you a typical example you have a shop you have a store you do a business God is not going to come and buy whatever you sell who is going to buy the things you sell people so if you pray and say God I want my business to increase what is God going to do he's going to cause more people to come to your shop now if you have an attitude against those people there's no way god can prosper you god's harvest is released to men through men every prayer point you're praying about next year the answer is encapsulated in someone whether it's a business deal whether it's promotion whether it's favor whether it's marriage whether it's ministry true someone when i pray i say oh god i want the ministry to prosper i want the word of god to go forth what am i praying for more people to hear the word have to do with people so you must evaluate yourself this year and say how did i deal with people don't say i'm a very humble person you, you can't say that we are the ones to tell you you can't write an exam and mark yourself because sometimes pride can disguise as humility your relationship with people in life unfortunately you might have to learn how to relate to people you don't like because you're not going to like everyone and your attitude to them is your responsibility you have to improve on how you relate to people in the year that you're going into I'm not saying you know um be everybody's, uh, body. I mean, just make sure be political or be like a chameleon when you get here. You're like this. Yeah, we should know how to relate to people and that you don't have your own values. But what I'm saying is you should have the right attitude. Work on your attitude towards people. Reduce strife in the year you are entering. Reduce quarrels. Reduce backbiting. Reduce the pressures of having to fight with your emotions your relationship with people is important if you want to have a great year number two your attitude to money your attitude to money in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 14 to 20 we will not read it but write it down you see the story called the parable of the talent the word talent there is not gifts is the old English word for money. So we can actually say it's the parable of money. And the Lord rebuked the servant who could not uh, maximize his money. He says you're a wicked and lazy servant. He says at least you could have kept my money in the bank. So God even knows that you should have a bank account. Your attitude to money, everybody say money. Let's say it one more time. Say money. money. Now, <laughs> my attitude to money changed when I came at, uh, across the scripture seven years ago. And I'm going to spend a Sunday to teach on that. And it was about the prophet. The Bible says the prophet died and uh, he was in debt. How many of you read the story? And his children were about to be taken into slavery for the debt he owed and the woman ran to Elijah and said your servant my master was indebted how many of you read the story? You read that story was the prophet a false prophet? did the bible tell us he was a false prophet? no, if he was false Elijah would not recognize with him was the prophet a solid man of God? he was but was he indebted? come on church, was he indebted? Yes. meaning that you can be a good Christian and be poor, do you agree? okay some of you have not agreed yet let's all agree the man was he a false prophet he was a good prophet the bible say he died out of his sin or nothing no he was a good man if he was not a good man the wife would not run to meet elijah Are, are, are we together now it means that he was a good prophet but he did not understand the dynamics of money So you can be a very good Christian already in heaven and be very poor. Your being a good Christian is not equal to you being financially, uh, what now, developed. So it means you have to take the extra time to study how money works when I discovered that 7 years ago I took my time and started reading financial books Rich Dad Poor Dad Robert Kiyosaki The Millionaire's Next Door uh, Richest Man in Babylon if you have not read that book don't enter the new year without reading it the rich, uh, Richest Man in Babylon I made my son to read it my son just finished reading it now because I'm not going to be I'm not one of those pastors who is going to spend Sunday morning teaching you how to make money no, and sorry to say, giving alone cannot make you prosper. Giving is an aspect of financial management, but having money comes through investment, managing, and distribution of your finances. So, oh God, i a giver, I'm a giver. Give us give lack, luck, give us the luck give us luck until give us know how to multiply the one left are you following what i'm saying so you hear testimony praise the lord praise the lord after the last breakthrough convention i gave my own salary they just bought a house for me you now carry your own salary and drop in church you might be homeless that is a part of people and i I, I said it to warm my heart that's one of the reasons i sometimes i don't allow testimonies not because i don't think testimonies are worth hearing but i feel that people don't say the whole story because they have limited time right somebody might have been working with god for the past 10 years of his life consecration speaking the word and doing something and he just does an act today and it opens a massive door then he comes and says because i did this then i got this and you don't have that work with god you don't have that 10 years history with god in his mind he might be thinking it was the money he gave but probably what even activated those doors was the mercy he showed someone which was which had nothing to do with it the truth of the matter is you don't really know what gave you the victory that you have right now you might think it's your seed but probably not it it might just be an adjustment in your heart for the first time you really believed that god was your source and it unlocked setting doors and that might be your motivation for giving or maybe the lord just instructed you hey son empty your account it was a personal instruction. And then you share it, and then because we are greedy, we want your results, we bypass your process and get into your action. And when the result don't come, say, Don't worry, it's not today we are hearing it. Are you following what I'm saying? Please learn about money. I'm not going to teach you that. I'm a minister of the gospel, not a minister of finance. Ask people, buy books how do i multiply the money i have learn it learn the art of investment sit down have a budget how much came into your hands in 2017 if you cannot tell me in exact figures you still have a lot of work to do gabriel has an article tracking the pennies ask him how you can get it go and read it track your expenses there are applications on phone right now andrew money couple of applications where whatever you spend you can just write it down you can just put it please please you can be a good christian and still struggle with debts in fact they were supposed to sell his children and the prophet performed the miracle but you know what elijah told her he says go fill this oil and sell so you know what Elijah was basically telling her I will give you the oil by miracle but your sustenance is going to come by what oh come on church are you here your sustenance is going to come by what selling Say the woman say I'm a woman of God I cannot sell they will, you are the one they will take next so even though you are going to get financial miraculous provisions you must learn the art of selling there are a lot of you here, we gave money to start business. After two years, the business have disappeared. Some of you have even disappeared with the business. If you who are not looking for that, like, okay, let the money go, but at least you come back. Because you don't understand the art of selling. So money is not your problem in the year you're going into. You must learn how to make money, number one. Naira Bet is not one of it. They say, I have discovered a secret. Is Naira Bet. No. I'll tell you that. That's not part of it number one learn how to make money number two learn how to manage money number three learn how to multiply money so number one make money number two learn to manage money number three learn how to do what multiply money okay so that's enough for money lessons if you want more then we can can talk about the fees that's one of my ways of making money number four The ability to execute your goals. Now, when you get into next year, a lot of people set goals. So, I want to emphasize this word, execution. Right? Execution. Now, the ability to execute it. You say you're going to do this. In fact, it has been researched that by April of any new year, most people have forgotten their goals. How many of you said this? Yeah, that we're You're we not going to take any soft drink in January. Now you have crates on your inside. When you say the greater one is on my inside, it's actually crates of mineral. I was talking about Pepsi, everything. Now you have started again. Ah, next year I will not touch Coca Cola by March. they'll Just bring one bottle, bring him drink. It's Coke. <laughs> now I'm just giving an example I'm not saying you shouldn't drink coke but you understand what I'm saying the excitement is there in January the excitement is there in February the excitement is there in March by April you settle to your normal routine that's why you don't have the same results do you know why footballers are that way I mean some of you follow football you look at someone like a Ronaldo or a Ryan Giggs I mean let's even look at a Ryan Giggs Played for how young? Body was still in shape until tomorrow. They're still that way. Why? Because they have built themselves to have a habit. You lose weight, you gain weight. You lose weight, you gain weight. You lose weight, you gain weight. Until out of frustration, you say, Let the weight come. The weight of your glory. <laughs> and you just chill. So, execution. Everybody say execution. Whatever goals you set, execute it. Do it. Just do it. Execution is the difference, not the goals. Every one of us is going to have goals. But are we going to execute them? You said you were going to pray for 30 minutes. How long? It's better you set small goals and you're consistent. I'm, I'm a big stickler for consistency. Than set audacious goals. So what are you going to achieve next year? I'm going to the moon. No Nigerians going to the moon. To the moon I'm coming. Fantastic. <laughs> maybe you should just say you are going to leave your house and come back daily for the next <laughs> couple of months you can set small goals but be consistent with them because inconsistency lies the power said Gloria Copeland inconsistency lies the power number 5 your attitude to wise counsel your attitude to wise counsel nothing depicts this story like, like a man called Rehobam. First Kings chapter 12 verse 6 to 19. He went to ask the council of his peers and said, what do you think I should do to these people? And they said, well, tell them, my, my little finger will be bigger than my father's waist. And what of the old people, the old people told him, say, tell them, be diplomatic with them, release their burden, and they'll be your servants forever. Rehobam listened to the young people, and he told them, and then everyone said to your temple to Israel, he lost the kingdom through wrong advice advice and counsel is free you have to choose which one you would listen to one of the things that i've even though in my physical age i'm not i'm quite young in in terms of my physical age but one of the things that have helped me to be able to do so much stuff is i discovered that a lot of my friends in ministry are way older Maybe because of the way my dad also, I started working with my dad. So most of my friends in ministry are my dad's friends. I don't really have young people, you know, I don't really have so many. The young people around me are people who look up to me, not the ones I listen to for advice. One of the ways that we are spending our Christmas holidays is to go and spend three days with our mentor, with my family, just listening for wisdom. Just sitting at his feet and hearing wisdom and listening for wisdom the older you get you must minimize your mistake i always tell you this don't you see there are mistakes you make that to recover you might need another lifetime which you don't have so as you are going older you tread with caution you you are careful you don't just ah i'm doing no 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 you can't be making decisions with emotions the scripture look at the scripture proverbs chapter 20 verse 18. proverbs chapter 20 verse 18. very very important form your purpose i'm using the message okay fine plans are established by counsel by wise counsel which war that means the army for warfare is wise counsel there are people in your life you should not surprise. Ah, uh, Where are you now? We are in Los Angeles. What happened? Well, we just wanted to surprise you. No, there are people you should not surprise. They should know every step. I mean, a lot of young people c- call me their mentor. I don't know why they do, but some, oh, you are my mentor, sir. You are my mentor, sir. And I'll be talking with them. I'll think that they are in port Harcourt. Then maybe in the course of talking, they say, ah, sir, I'm not in Calabar for the past seven months like how did you go to Kalawa I say, sir it's a long story sir ok and I'm your mentor ok someone said oh must I tell my mentor everything I think you should have people in your life that should know everything about you you should you should have people in your life that you say this is what I want to do what do you think you should have people in your life that are not impressed by your achievements. you can just finish buying a rose voice and call you and say guy i think you didn't do this thing right not people who say let's take a selfie together if all your friends around you are selfie takers with you you need to change friends you need friends in your life that will keep your feet on the ground and watch your back are you following what i'm saying put it there through wise counsel which war so wisdom is a tool of warfare the the message says form your purpose by asking for counsel then carry it out using all the help you can get wisdom ask questions you can be among very wise people and not take advantage of their wisdom You can have a wise husband and not take advantage of his wisdom. You can have a wise wife and not take advantage of his wisdom. Sometimes what we are seeking across the sea is just close by us. You know, one of the lamentations of God over Israel was that Israel did not allow God to help them. If you would only allow me to help. You know, that people in life like that. If you would only allow me to help you. Sometimes a word from your mentor can set you on fire. Wise counsel, whose advice do you listen to? Your life is too important to give your ears to everybody. People have their opinions, you can't listen to all of them. I mean, there are people who I mean they're talking, and I'll just tell them, say I'm sorry. Sorry, I will not listen to you on this matter, so there's no need. If I want a council on this, I know who to go to. Do you know how many suggestions I get on how to run a church? Ah, pastor, at this end of period, it's good to just light candles everywhere. As you enter the church, it makes people come to church, all kinds of things. You just hear all kinds of advice everybody thinks they know how to run a church ah this will do it like this Ah, people will come if we do it like this people will not come you know everybody if i was listening to them i would be the most confused person on earth because you know what every sunday i'll come with a new vision some will even come and say as i was sleeping as i was sleeping like this god just took me from the bed and put me on the floor because it was not important that's why he took it that way that's why you shouldn't tell me you stay there if God takes you from the bed and puts you on the floor to show you a vision I am not in the Old Testament it means that that's where you should be under the bed That's how like. I just saw you okay you saw me I have not seen myself the one you saw you can go to the church in a dream people will come with all kinds of advice this is where they are making money this is where they are making money you just run there one of the laws of investment is never invest in what you don't know You just hear a buzzword you just was there you lose all your money wise counsel number six your perception to life challenges if you want to have a great year next year is going to be fantastic but it's going to come with a set of troubles that you are not going to have a trouble-free year are you following what i'm saying every year you might not like that but every year we have his own problem every year we have his own challenges your perception the way you see these challenges will determine if you're going to have a great year are you ready to take on these challenges are you ready to take them on are you ready for what God brings are you ready for what life brings Life happens, things happen. we stay on the world, we stay in faith Challenges will come they can move a wicked boss ahead of you a friend might betray you the money you invested maybe wrong investor might go things will happen but how do you view life challenges we're not the ones that are afraid of trouble the greater one is on the inside of us so every year we'll have these challenges how will you view them number seven your attitude to knowledge Your attitude to knowledge, Proverbs chapter one, verse five. What is going to be your attitude to knowledge? What will be your attitude to knowledge? Proverbs chapter one and verse five. King, yeah. A wise man will hear and increase learning. Increase learning. Everybody say increase learning. it one more time say increase learning learning. your learning has to be on the increase look at this and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel give me proverbs chapter nine and verse nine your attitude to knowledge Proverbs proverbs chapter nine and verse nine proverbs chapter nine and verse nine give instruction to a wise man and he will still be wiser teach a just man. And he will increase in learning. Teach a just man. Give yourself an opportunity to be taught. Sign up for a seminar next year. Not the one your company is paying. You deserve it. You deserve improved learning. One of my goals in the last six years, I always attend a conference um, every year where I just sit and learn. So what I do in the last six years, I've been attending conferences in Africa, South Africa most especially. But next year I thought, well, let me go towards Asia. The, the, the way they run churches there, the model is different, so sign up for a conference in Vietnam. It's pricey. It's expensive. But what's more expensive is foolishness go for a conference look up a subject that interests you go and learn you will never have the time your mind deserves improvement go to a place where nobody knows you and sit down to learn take a course do an online course increase your learning whatever business you're doing go study it by next day we're we're setting up our media our media store right now by next day we'll be doing a bit of broadcasting and one of my goals next day is to learn how to do video editing increase your learning i did all my audios myself i learned it and i learned audio editing through phone my younger brother is into media so i was on phone telling me what to do what to do what to do that's how i learned it there's a there's an audio package a key bodies was selling me He has i was like oh fine let's make out this week i want to learn how to use that audio package increase learning or i can just come in as the general of the firstborn church of the universe and say oh okay you when we employ you to do this editing we'll do this we'll do this and before you know instead of being a church it's an employment agency increase learning your attitude to knowledge Let's go to Proverbs of the 10, verse 14. Proverbs 10, verse 14. Your attitude to knowledge. What's your attitude to knowledge? Proverbs 10, verse 10. Your attitude. How do you respond to knowledge? When you walk into a bookshop, how do you respond to knowledge? Look at this. Wise people store up knowledge. They store it up. They have a library. Look at this. But the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. Talk, talk, talk talk, talk. You are always talking. APC, PDP, hey, Russia, Soko, Russia is building statues. You are always talking. <laughs> always talking. Those are the things that interest you. You will talk until it becomes a fight. You will not say, take it easy, take it easy. Then you say, no, no, I'm not taking it easy. You are not immune. In, in are you. Why don't you stop knowledge? Have a functional library. There's a book about uh, unintentional living fantastic book fantastic book I have passed this stage in my life where I look at a book and say it's expensive as far as you don't have the information in that book it is not expensive I mean I'll tell you the way I read I was talking to someone the other day and I was telling them the way I read is every year I'll just give you a a simple step on how I choose my books. Now, I read theology books. I I study theology and all the Christian Christian books. But every year, I read 12 books that are not in my area of interest. And the reason I'm giving you this example is not to show you how great I am. It's to point out something to you that sometimes you can read only in the area of your interest and you also not develop widely. What reading outside of your area of interest is is that it stretches your imagination. Now you might just have certain authors you like. It's good to see the views of other authors. So this is why I choose those twelve books. Uh, twelve books, one for one per month, which is re- which is not in an area of interest, which means not theology, not Christian living, not faith, not spiritual living. So I look at Bill Gates' books uh, every year. You know, every year Bill Gates releases. The list of books, right? So I look at that and I pick one or two from there. If the richest man in the world is reading something, then it's a, there should be a bit of importance to it. At least if not for anything, for the fact that he's rich, we we'll just give him that honor. That you have said to him, we'll buy one. <laughs> you know? So I pick one from there. Then I read a book about sports. So in the last two years, I read Sir Alex's book, biography about Manchester United, the one he just wrote on leadership. Uh, then this year, I'm fascinated by Zlatan Ibrahimovic just someone out of this space so I bought his biography so I read a sports biography uh, next year uh, okay Mafa showed me some so I'm going to read something about Jose Mourinho. so I read something on sports, a leading sports band then I'm very interested in the American Navy SEAL how they operate so last this year I read about the operation Osama bin Laden, how they took him out all of that operation so next day I look for a navy seal so, so I have something like that there may be something on psychology and all that so I put up these 12 different areas that are not in my sphere what does that do now I don't read all these things to come and preach to you because I'm not a motivational speaker I just read it to stretch my mind so one of the things I'm saying to you next year is stretch your mind read something outside of what you regularly like read something out of motivation pick uh one of the things i'm developing interest in i've not bought any book on it yet is uh but i discovered it like, to really help my mind is um, wars how wars were fought maybe france war how britain conquered you know i'm still thinking about it because i'm thinking of how long it would take to finish those books but it will just be good to know about all the wars like how did they happen just stretch your mind Read something about history. You know, read, just pick areas that are not... Do you understand what I'm saying? Because sometimes you can just read only what you love and you never stretch your mind. So, your attitude to knowledge. Read books. Don't just read them. Act on them. This is not the time to just boast. I have 600 books. No. How many of those books have you read and you've acted upon? So learn to read. What hour a day before you go to bed will change change your life then i read i read what whatever mark on writes. i just read it for he's just thinking life not yeah just stretch your mind just put your mind out there and make it work you have one life to live there's no time you say when i retire i will not read this is the time to read okay one hour a day 30 minutes a day would help you out so that's how i choose something different from what i i am interested in to stretch my mind number eight How much personal responsibility are you willing to take? How much? Are you going into next year playing the blame game? My father didn't help me. The church didn't help me. My pastor didn't help me. You go into next year with what? With an attitude of personal responsibility. Everybody say an attitude? You didn't say it well. Say an attitude of personal responsibility. Three things. Nobody owes you anything in this life. What did I say? Please, take it inside your heart. Nobody, absolutely nobody owes you anything in this life. One of the first things I told my younger ones, we were five, uh, the third one is getting married in January. And uh, when they were a bit, a bit older, I just called them, I said, hey, I'm the firstborn. But anybody can take my bet right. <laughs> There's nothing to it. It's just that I came out first. It could have been any of you. So any, anybody wants the bet right. <laughs> just see, live as if you don't have an elder brother. Do you understand? That's the way to start life. Start with the mind that I don't have an elder brother. And that's how they have lived. My younger sister and the guy is getting married to, so, They have been planning their wedding in the last how many months? Not a dime. They have not asked me for a dime. Because when they started the marriage plans, I told them, you plan with what you have, not what you assume that I have. My giving to you is a choice. It's that I choose to, and I can choose not to. And if you are angry with me, it will not reduce my righteousness, neither will it reduce. It's just you getting angry. And I observed that having trained them in that way, they can assume personal you can't be planning marriage on other people's health. That uncle is you were depending on. How can you be planning wedding depending on someone? You are you're going into next year, you have already wrote written people's name and number down. January, I will call Uncle Tom in February. I will tear those people. And if you need to build a zinc house to stay, you assume responsibility. Don't linger on people. Don't rest on people. Don't lean on people. You will live a very disappointed life. Because they might have good intentions, but they have needs. They have their own problems. Do you know that the people you ask for money also have problems they need to solve? They also have their own problems. so you go into life assuming help. I'm going to hold up I've shown up and I'm taking my space if anybody wants to support you, fantastic but if you don't want to support, here we go that's where I live are you following what I'm saying? number nine your circle of friends your circle of friends listen, you cannot rise above the level of your friends you cannot rise above the level of your fri- friends, your circle of friends on network, who are your friends let me give you a typical example now I've got a friend in church who reads he subscribe to Forbes magazine. I mean, subscribe to Forbes magazine. So, I went to his house the first time I saw. I bought one. I went to his house the second time. And I asked him, Oh, how do you subscribe to this magazine? So, he gave me the person's contact and I subscribe and I read every month. Turn it round. If I went to his house and I saw a Playboy magazine, I went the second time. What do you think I'm going to subscribe to? A, a Playboy magazine. If you don't know what Playboy is, that's why you should read. Okay, no, just say. But that's what you're going to subscribe to. Because indirectly, you are influenced by your friends. So, I go to his house and I don't see any magazine. I'm just seeing movies, movies, movies. You know, there are friends who exchange films. They just say, this movie, I say, they my bag, they my bag. Which one? I mean, like, how do you survive it? If the circle of my friends come to me and say, you need to watch this movie. You know what? I'll take it seriously like God has spoken to me. Because I know those are not people who are looking for the latest movie. It's because something is there. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't have friends who are impressed by your latest shoes. Okay, let me let me summarize it this way. Don't have friends who are impressed by vanity. What the scripture calls vanity. Don't have friends who are impressed by those things. Like you sit among your friends and the next thing they are telling you, guy, you need to change your phone. You are bigger than this phone. And you feel under pressure you know if your friends laugh at your phone two three times <laughs> I, used to, I used to use a techno product you know, and then one, one day my mentor came to preach, and he saw it in my eyes I said ah what is this one now do you know since that day i lost this?" you know you would think that oh no i like it no words no words leave you the same no words leave you the same every word is going to act to you or in your moment of high-toness, those words are going to haunt you i just lost interest but imagine if he has come and said oh wow this is very solid for what's going to happen that's why it is the words of your friends are important they actually govern your life indirectly who are your husband's friends who are your wife's friends who are your children's friends Bishop Bredebo used to say friendship is not by force, it's by choice. <laughs> Remarkable quotes. You choose your friends. Having said that, there are friends that must not go with you into the year you're entering if you truly want to have a great year. There are friends you have to let go. It might be difficult, but you have to let them go. You're around your friends and all they talk about is girls. They're teaching you how to toast girls. Are you a believer? You are now reciting poem. Hello, Hello. He said, no, no, take it like this. Ah, oh, you are busy reciting point. I'm saying you are struggling with lust. You are not struggling with lust. You are struggling with your friends. If you change your circle of friends, it works like magic. I can't forget 2004, this Leadership Academy, Samadomi so said this statement, and I'll never forget it. He said, write the names of the seven of your closest friends. How they end up in life will be how you will end up in fact what got to me in that quote is the fact that he said how they end up not how they are now because you know what your friends are going to have the same habits so you need to watch your circle of friends number 10 number 10 your attitude to time your attitude to time teach me to number my days that i might apply my heart to wisdom your attitude to time that's uh psalm 19 verse 12 your attitude to time arrange your life in blocks of five and live live every five years so if you're 35 your next five years is 40 arrange your block that way if you're 45 your next five years is uh if, if you're 40 your next five years is 45 if you're 45 your next five years is 50 live in blocks of five Teach me to number some nine verse 12 teach me to number my days that i might apply my heart to wisdom so at 40 there are some mistakes you must avoid totally don't repeat them god will forgive you grace will speak for you but you might never recover are you following what i'm saying imagine someone who has worked let's let's assume someone i worked in llng for maybe 20 years 25 years and retires and he makes a very bad investment with his payoff. I mean, there, there might not be any possibility of probably recovering that amount of wealth again. But he, if he does that in his first day at the company, he could recover. Manage your life in blocks of time. Blocks of five. The next five years, what's going to happen? It's amazing. How just a few days ago we started this church. And next year, May, we're going to be five years. I so should look, look back I'm like, when did we come? It's five years already. You know how it was way back when they say Y2K, Y2K, year 2000, year 2000, we don't know what's going to happen. Trumpet is going to blast. In fact, they're going to buy a new trumpet now. Next year, we'll make it 18 years after the year 2000 who thought so how many of you in the year 2000 felt like me 2018 i will be the president of this country without an election 2018 let them wait for me it's 2018 you don't have a voter's card that's the reality that's the reality do you understand that that's how life is you feel like 2018 I would have built my house I will be driving my this thing by fact it's also work I would be staying and 2018 you're still struggling with rents that's a reality we all have grand wishes we all have this is how it's going to be I, I used to tell you when my dad was pastoring I felt like wow this old man if they allow me to handle this church by now it will be like Jewel Austin's church we're using the stadium Am I struggling to get 200 people to come for a Sunday morning service after five years? There are wishes and there are reality. Bridging the gap is how you manage time. Have you observed that that man you are looking up to still has 24 hours like you? Bill Gates doesn't have 26, Pastor Chris doesn't have 26, Bishop Bodibo doesn't have 29. We all have 24. And God, that's one thing that is equally distributed among everybody. White, black, brown, colored, yellow, far thin, black, tall, short. Everybody has 24 hours. And if you don't manage your 24 hours, you cannot manage your life. And I want to end by saying this. The prodigal son went back home. He didn't need a prayer of deliverance. He sat down and asked himself, strong questions we're going to talk about that questions to ask yourself next month uh, uh, next sunday he said this food i'm eating my father's servants do not eat this type of food he says even the servant in my father's house eats better he now said i will arise and go back to my father and say to my father father you know the man <laughs> the man has this speech himself then he arose and went back to his father no, de- no deliverance no prayer most of you don't need prayer to get into next year you know what you need you sit down why have i not been able to pay my rent five years down i'm still asking people for rent I will arise out of this poverty. How do I arise? I don't have a job. What can I do with my hands? I can't do anything. What can I learn? That's how to think your way out. That's how to think your way out. So you need to spend this week reviewing. How much came into your hand, hands? How did you use it? How did you use your time? What did you spend your time watching? You know, I used to watch um. <laughs> Um, a, a soap opera with, with with my family. It was a, a comedy soap opera. But after some episode, I just stopped. I told them I can't continue at this pace. I will not be able to survive with you people. You know, you're always looking for. You're always looking for. You're always looking for. You're always looking for. We are before you know, chunks of time is gone. I said guys, no way. So a new one came up and they said, oh, Daddy, this one is very interesting. I said, No, I shall not lead me into temptation. Because maybe you watch the first one, you want to see what now happened. I said no way. I remember when prison break came out. Just got married then. School feed. We watch prison break, watch prison break. If I just got married, we, we haven't even had carries. we we'll quickly cook on generator. We, we watch prison break. I had to put a stop to it when we started breaking out of prison in the night. I've been dreaming like this will put me in this thick maximum security prison I will be whoa, 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 whoa. I will come out Ah! So I told my wife that I was in a dream this night I was in prison and I broke out she said ah me too I said two of us have started being in prison that was the end to season three. when many oh, now said ah a new episode has come I said no 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 June after then I have not been in prison again <laughs> I, want to, <laughs> I want to end on this funny note what you watch has an impact in your life don't take what you watch carelessly in the year that you're entered into I remember when uh, this this is like a motivational talk so that's why I'm putting all of these stories but remember when Louis Van was in the coach of Manchester United and they were playing all those, they are sideways passing ball so one night I was in the dream and I went to Carrington Rooney was the captain there. And I was addressing Rooney seriously. That they should call this vanguard for me. They should call him. I want to see him. I came to see him. When I woke up, I said, yeah, this man has gotten into my mind. Are you following what I'm saying? I've never traveled to UK before. I don't even know where the place is. But my spirit cannot wait until I get a visa. He wants to see the man quickly. What you watch has an effect on your mind. So in the world that you are entering into, you must control what you watch. You must control what you watch. It might look like it is casual, but your spirit picks on it. Are you following what I'm saying? Your spirit picks on it. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's, let's just be on our feet for a moment.